1: The
0: Outerbound Show is powered by the award winning golf courses at Dancing Rabbit Golf Club in Philadelphia, Mississippi.
1: Oh, your SEC Insider hit this morning is brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. It's good to be blue. The official health care provider of the Out of Bounds Show. And we're also brought to you by SoundComav.com. Sound and Communications, the top quality audiovisual company in Mississippi, SoundComAV.com. And that is soundcomav.com. We got a lot going on in the state of Mississippi. The golden egg game Thursday night, Mississippi State at Ole Miss. And rumors swirling around Lane Kiffin that he is the number one candidate on the Plains in Auburn. And they may offer $100, hundred, hundred plus million dollars to Lane Train. We'll see what happens there. We want to welcome in our friend Mike Dettelier, covering football for well over 30 years. NFL, SEC, WWL, Radio TV, New Orleans. And Mike Dettelier joins us on the Yingling Lager guest line. Mike D., what do you call it? What do you think Lane does? Does he go to Auburn? Does he stay? What do you think?
0: And listen, in this business, money talks and opportunities arise. Uh, A year ago, if I would have told you Brian Kelly's leaving Notre Dame for LSU, would you have believed it? No. There were rumors that Brian was maybe looking around. Uh, And there were some NFL teams that had sniffed. Uh, to see if he had an interest in coaching in the NFL. Uh, but uh, his name came out of left field. And so, uh, again, man, in today's business of uh, big money, sports, and that's what it is today. I had no doubt that Auburn had lain on top of the list. Uh, the tricky part is landing. The tricky part is landing him at this stage. And we've all seen this sort of play footsie with a coach and then at the final minutes walk away. Or they take the deal. So uh, I think there's some work to be done. But I, I think there's no doubt that that Auburn has set its sights on landing and would, and would want to land him. Now, again, can you come up with the right deal to do it? And that's what it's left up to be. I've always felt in um, that for Lane, his next move from Ole Miss would be the NFL. But this may be a deal that's too tough to to pass. Yes, if it's right financially, right. If it's right financially, (laughs) sometimes it's really difficult for you to pass on that. But I always felt if he makes a move from Ole Miss that it would be to the NFL because that's the one spot he didn't have success. He didn't have success there. And and understandably, uh, he was dealing with an aging owner who really wanted somebody to be sort of a coaching puppet for him because really at that stage of his life, Al wanted – somebody that just was going to do what he told him to do. And that you can see real quick, that wasn't going to go down with Lane uh, real well. But, you know, this is an interesting move here at Auburn that they've sort of had zeroed in on that one guy. Uh, Sam Jankovich told me this years ago, um, and he was the athletic director at Miami of Florida. And he went through Schnellenberger, Jimmy Johnson, Dennis Erickson, Butch Davis. And he says, you know, when he was there, none of those guys were his A or B candidate. Now, he said, Jimmy was about as close as the A as you're going to get. But he said, I could not convince the people here When, when Howard left that Jimmy was the right guy. They wanted to promote from within. And he said, I had a real difficult time. So he said, the crux about it is when you're a school looking for a new coach, that it's easy to figure out the A or the B guy. It's much tougher to land them. So he said, who's your C and your D guy? Who's who's the fallback? If that coach decides not to leave or you have people in the administration that don't want him, they want someone else, are you willing to put up some capital to fight for him? Uh, I think in this spot here, uh, Lane is the top candidate at Auburn, and I think you have an athletic director that's fixing to um, do what he has to do to try to bring him. Now, Now it's in Lane's corner, to be honest with you, Bo. It, it's it's not in the corner of Auburn anymore. It's it's in Lane's corner.
1: Mike Dettelier, WWL Radio TV New Orleans on the Yingling Lager guest line. Uh, so, do you think he's the Auburn coach next week or Ole Miss?
0: I don't know why my gut tells me he stays. But, you know, it sort of tells me he stays.
1: What? What do you think about the game Thursday night? It's in Oxford, Mississippi State at Ole Miss.
0: Coming off the effort, uh, I think Ole Miss, Ole Miss wins that game. Um, it was really disappointing this weekend to watch um, them play against Arkansas. And you know, we saw just how much KJ Jefferson means to Arkansas at, at quarterback. If you don't have that position you you really screwed. You look back at it. Had Jefferson played against LSU? Yikes. That game's different. That game's different. I I don't care how you cut it. Even the biggest LSU fan cannot say that if he's in that game, I think Arkansas comes up with the W. (laughs) I mean, Arkansas got virtually nothing out of the quarterback position um, in that game against LSU. Virtually nothing. Uh, so, uh, I think Ole Miss bounces back and gets a W against Mississippi State. I really do. Um, I, I, I just think that they're going to play well, um, and uh, run the football and control the clock and do what you know they've done in, all year long, and it's it's been a workable formula. Uh, but um, you know, Mississippi State, I, I'm more concerned about what's going on there from a football standpoint than I am Ole Miss of what's happening there. What's, what's their mental attitude toward that game?
1: I think that's a good point. I do
0: because now, you know, this is a typical lane type deal. Uh, all the spotlight's going to be on him in, in this game and it sort of takes the pressure a little bit off your players. You know, all that spotlight and all that talk leading up to this game is going to be about what? Him probably at least seriously considering leaving to go to Auburn. Okay? I think that that's what's going to be it. And I think if you've got a mature team with with good veteran leadership, they're going to rally around that that, hey, listen, we we can't do anything about what the head coach does. We have no say in it. But we can take care of business against Mississippi State. My thing with Mississippi State is how they approach this game against Ole Miss. How they approach it.
1: I have to tell you about this game-changing product I use before a night out with drinks. It's called Z-Biotics. Let's face it. Thank you, Z-Biotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. Yeah, if, if Leach loses three in a row, it's going to be a bumpy ride here in the state of Mississippi, um, regardless of what happens with Lane over the next uh, that's, that's correct three days. That's correct. Days. It's yeah. going
0: to be a bumpy ride for him. Yeah. And what does it do for for recruiting? You know, sort of in the final weeks as it ends and if lane leaves Ole miss, the door opens up now for other coaches to swarm in the state of Mississippi to try to get some of the top prospects.
1: Yeah, they haven't been able to do that. Ole miss has the two top ones, uh, and three of the top five. I think it is. Um, Mike Dettelier on the out of bounds show and the yingling lager guest line. What do you make of L.A.? Go ahead, Mike. The
0: the reason why I'll say that, look what happened in the state of Louisiana last year when Coach O. got fired and his staff left. This state got swarmed with everybody and their brother trying to recruit players from the state of Louisiana. Alabama pulled six players away from Louisiana. Six. Uh, Texas put a foothold and was able to get four. A and M got three top players.
1: I saw in the that. State
0: of Louisiana. Listen, in years past, that, that won't never happen, happen again. <laughs> you no, know, not anymore. But because of a coaching change, I'm just telling you. Because of the way recruits and a 17-, 18 year old young man thinks, that's going to cause havoc. If that's the other kind of domino to fall if lane would leave because unless you have somebody ready to roll right then and there which most likely Ole Miss doesn't they don't have somebody that immediately bang and he's in place I'm just telling you um, you talk about an invasion it, it's going to be an invasion in the state of Mississippi for the top players from other schools. Yeah. I, I saw it here a year ago, and I'm just telling you the same thing's gonna happen in Mississippi. The exact same thing is gonna happen.
1: Sun Terrine so Perkins for it if it does. Aiden Williams, yeah. Mike Detailier uh on the Yingling Lager guest line. Mike, LSU at A and M. Can L S U keep the edge, go in there and do what they need to do in college station this weekend with an A and M team that looks just awful?
0: Yeah, I, I think they do. Um you know, one of the things Brian is differently wired than the previous coaches here, uh, uh, because being around Coach Miles and Coach O, one of you know the, the one thing they really had in common was they felt they had to get involved in games like this, that they put the onus on themselves to get their teams. Focused and ready to play. When Brian talk, he flips it and he has thrown that on the team and team leadership. You know, and his deal is listen, as a coaching staff, I will get you ready, I will prepare you, we're gonna give you the best game plan to win and put you in the best spot to make plays, but it's up to you. And sort of his explanation is that if you're going to cooking school and there's a chef there and he's showing you how to cook, he's not going to every restaurant and cooking for you. you got to do it. And I think maybe on other teams, Brian may not have done that. But I think he knows this team pretty well today, and he feels as though they can handle that from a team leadership standpoint that the players get themselves ready to play. He's done a very good job of mentally preparing his team, but also saying, hey, look, in life, I'm not going to be there all the time. It's up to you. You got to get yourself ready. You got to get yourself prepared. You know what is at the end of the road. And these two teams—they don't dislike one another. They hate one another. I mean, that—that that has been there almost from day one when A&M uh, got into the SEC. A great dislike for one another. And I think that—that that shows up. And I don't think Brian's uh, motivational talk will be very long. I think he, he understood uh, fully uh, what he's prepared for uh, in this game against A&M. And that's there, there's, there's not saying a lot of bad blood between him and Jimbo, but he's already seen things that have happened uh, in less than a year in how A&M was recruiting players uh, that has rubbed him the wrong way. And uh, they had a couple of A&M players that publicly sort of made it known that we'd like to, and let me clean it up, that they would like to wee-wee in LSU's water (laughs) to finish the year. Now, you know, you can't be real smart saying that. I mean, come on. (laughs) You've got to be careful, uh, especially with the season that you're having, and you're going to run your mouth about, you know, you're going to be the team that's going to derail them in the final game. And it may happen. Listen, A&M is talented. I don't think any of us here would ever say that they don't have a talented team. But they don't play well. If, if you watch that Massachusetts game, okay, yeah, they won. But we're talking about Massachusetts, you know. Um, they're not a real focused football team. They, they're not a real focused team. It's not like when they came to Baton Rouge last year, and that team wanted to win that final game for for on and staff at LSU, and ended up winning it late for LSU. Do, do you think that that team, which you've seen all season long, is going to rally around Jimbo and say, "Hey, Jimbo, we're gonna we're gonna finish this season strong"? I don't. I've seen no indication of any of that, and so I think LSU knows the talent level. at at Texas A&M is good. But I think they want a quick knockout here. I think they want a quick one. um, And put that aside and take care of business against A&M. So, um, man, Brian's pressed all the right buttons, really has uh, for most of the season with this team and getting them to understand the task at hand and, and what's there. And I don't think LSU's looking ahead to the SEC championship game no, not under Kelly. Now that might have happened maybe under Coach O or Coach Miles, but I don't see that happening with Kelly. No,
1: nah, he's a different he's a different he's, level, he's man.
0: Different guy. And like I said, the only guy that I've seen like him at LSU was Nick. When when Nick was here, he there are some similarities, there are differences between the two, but there are some similarities on how they handle Game day, week to week, and at times Nick threw this on the back of the players that hey, it's up to y'all. And a lot of, and then some years, I think he knew maybe that team didn't respond to that well, and he put it on himself. Brian this year has done a very good job of saying hey, listen, I'm going to prepare you, we get you ready, we're going to put you in the right spot, but it's up to you. Don't come with the excuse that we're looking ahead. It's up to you, and um, that has worked very well on this team. They've responded to Brian very, very well that way, and so, um, so I, I don't think you're going to see a hiccup here against A and I'd be surprised if they, if it did happen. Really would.
1: Um. So, what, what shocked you more? Uh. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.
0: Uh, You know, I thought South Carolina could play with them for a while, but I didn't think they would hit them with the tsunami uh, like they did. And offensively, you know, that, that's as good as Rattlers played at South Carolina. He was, he was awesome. Uh, but Tennessee's defense was so bad uh, all game long. But even at halftime, you know, my thoughts were, man, you know, Hooker's going to get uh, get this rolling. They're going to get maybe get a turnover because that's what Rattlers done. He's turned the football over quite a bit all season long. It didn't happen, so that surprised me. I knew Arkansas, they're a different team with K.J. Jefferson and without him. Uh, that that's, that was the difference because uh, for LSU, they didn't see K.J., but, man, it shocked me with Tennessee. And then, you know, it's, it's heartbreaking to see what happened with, with Hooker uh. and him to go down um, because, you know, he sort of has changed that program. You know, he he sort of put that program on his back, and he took them to to some real high heights. And and they're not the same without him. We saw it. If you think Joe Milton's gonna all of a sudden uh, turn into Hooker, uh, that ain't happening. No. Uh, Joe Milton's talented as an athlete, and he's a really good runner. But his accuracy skills, and that was the reason he was pulled. That's the reason why Josh pulled him to go with Hooker. His accuracy skills are not close. To what we've seen from Hendon Hooker. Now, you know, a lot of people have brought up, I think this is going to devastate his draft stock. No, it's not going to devastate his draft stock. That's a knee-jerk reaction. All I know is in the national championship game, Jamison Williams went down with a, with a knee injury. He had surgery. And uh, I heard the same stupid comments from all these other, some other draft analysts who haven't done this for long. But it's their knee-jerk reaction to it. Jamison Williams was picked with the 12th pick in the draft. In a draft loaded with receivers, Jamison went 12th overall. I've always felt Hooker was a first-round pick, a 20s pick in round one. And with the way surgery is done today for your knee, it's not the devastating injury that maybe we thought about, like when we were kids – somebody had a knee injury like that, that you know you were going to be out for quite some time. Um, I, I don't think it's going to devastate his draft stock at all. And you look in the NFL how bad the quarterback play is. Convince me that some team won't pick him in round one. Um, I, I do not think it's going to be a devastating shot to his draft uh, position at all. Now, you may have other people come on and say that, but the people that say that, they don't know what they're talking about. I'm just telling you right now, uh, and I go back to Williams. In a draft full of receivers, Detroit picked him 12th overall. And had they not picked him 12th, he'd have probably went 13th or 14th.
1: Right, right. And,
0: uh, that uh, it's It's not looked at by NFL people in the same manner, knee injuries, as maybe in the past, unless it involves some, you know, complications. And I think, you know, Hooker's the type of guy, you know he's going to bust his butt to come back uh, from that knee injury. But I can't teach you to be accurate. Either you are or you're not, and he is.
1: All right, we'll leave it there. Uh, if LSU, LSU's rolling, they got A&M this weekend, then they go play Georgia in, it, in Atlanta. Could be wild if Brian Kelly can pull this off. He's Mike D. Mike Dettelier, WWL Radio TV New Orleans. And Mike joined us on the Yingling Lager guest line. Happy Thanksgiving, my friend. We'll talk next week.
0: Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. You too, Bo. Take care, buddy.
1: At Mike Dettelier on Twitter, NFL, SEC Insider. He joined us on ESPN 105.9 The Zone. He likes the Rebels to win. He likes LSU to win. And uh, I thought he made a good point on Hennon Hooker. I think he'll be just fine, and he'll be a top um, 20, 25 pick, and maybe even higher. We'll see how that looks. I hate that his knee buckled the other night. What a hell of a player. But, you know, he's got over four months before the draft. This day and age, he'll be... He'll be doing some things. No, five. He'll be doing some things in April and so on before the draft. Blake wants to go to Kansas City. Not sure I'm going to make that trip. I don't know. We may. We'll see. Um, Out of bounds, driven by your next Ram truck, Jeep Grand Cherokee, Mack Hike and Flowood, mackhikeflowood.com. That's mackhikeflowood.com if you're in the market for uh, an SUV or truck, pre-owned or new, mackhikeflowood.com. Mac Hike and Flowood right down from Rick's Pro Truck and Mississippi Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Center. We got a good run going over there in Flowood. MackHikeFlowood.com. Also, show is brought to you by the Game Day Sticks for Thanksgiving and a big weekend of football at Havana Smoke Shop in Jackson and Havana Smoke Shop at the Reservoir. Hour number three coming up.